This is the Living Room Chronicles Podcast. This is the Living Room Chronicles Podcast. Why do you keep playing with that? Just keep it as a fucking, like... Because it's my fucking glove, and I have the Infinity Gauntlet, you little bitch. You want to fight I don't over know it? what that nerdy thing Dude, is. Dude, just this do your own thing. This is the most powerful thing in the universe, man. When the Still new, lost. When that new Call of Duty came out, I bought the version that came with uh, night vision goggles, mm-hmm. and I wore them bitches everywhere like i wore them bitches around my apartment i wore them on campus dude they're legit night vision goggles dude they're legit if i still have them i'll bring them i have over. yet to put like on my f- where you can get like blinded y- yeah like no bullshit on. like there's a real lcd screen on the inside of it and it fucks your depth perception up because it's it's le- they're legit night vision That's goggles crazy. when i lived in alabama once <laughs> this is a true story so um, much bullshit going on outside you hear those psychos? Who the hell plays basketball when it's raining outside? But this is a true, true ass story. When I lived in Huntsville, Alabama, I had kids that were fucking with me. They were like vandalizing my car. They were mm-hmm. egging it and toy. It, like te- it was just like little Why, high school you had, shit. Like yeah. Ohio on your plate. Exactly. Because well, I had. A, I don't know. They were just fucking with my car. Mm-hmm. And so um, one night, I literally just sat on my deck with my night vision goggles and just waited. <laughs> And they never came, but I just waited. They saw you, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, you probably stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, probably. But I was like, <laughs> Uncle Eddie. Is that, dude, does that guy have laser beams Yeah, on his what eyes? is he doing? I was like, Uncle Eddie, dude. I'm not even lying. I was out there in like a bathrobe and shit. <laughs> it was hilarious. awesome. Would have sh- started chasing them down the street with those things on, too. Oh, I would have. Here, kids. They're lucky I didn't have an airsoft pistol then. Fucking Grand Torino. Oh, I would have shot him, too. Paintball gun that bitch up. Dude, that's funny. So, what? Tell me more. What was your favorite? What was the craziest shit that happened in Alabama to you? When my buddies came down and visited for the weekend, because like I moved down there in May, and like my buddies didn't come down. I think till maybe like September, and that was like the first time I had like really seen them since I graduated college, and we got lit like a tip. This is the Living Room Chronicles podcast. Podcast. Um, but yeah, then they came down. And we ended up going to a titty bar. Mm-hmm. and we got real fucked up and this is good because this will actually kind of segue us into one of the topics you wanted to talk about yep. and uh we got real 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 drunk and almost kind of like the same thing that happened to that catholic school teacher last week almost happened to me yeah. and my buddies where um you know we lost track of time inside the strip club and then all of a sudden they the entertainers come up to us and they're like oh it's this much money and you're like wait what yeah and so like they followed us to the atm so we just basically drowned our feelings in alcohol if you've been a if you've been a listener by now and you don't understand that you get charged by the song at strip clubs good fucking luck because i think we've said it like 30 times yeah and then uh long story short i ended up puking in the backseat of a taxi Good. That sounds like a little bit like my weekend. Yeah, and I had to literally hand shovel it out of the back seat because I felt bad for Abdul. I felt awful. I felt so bad. Why didn't you hand shovel out Kate's car, dude? Dude, it was. I didn't puke in her car. Dude, well, what's on the, the side? Worst, maybe a little bit. Maybe. The, what's the worst puking situation that involves you without you throwing up? Without me throwing up. Like, mine's definitely my friend Kirby's 21st birthday party. I didn't want her throwing up in my car. I literally created a bowl with my hands, uh-huh. and she threw up in my hands. Uh, and I just was throwing it out the window because I was like, nope, not in my car. Just got it detailed. Wow. Yeah. Um, Hats off to you because that is disgusting. The worst thing was in college uh, after a formal that I didn't even attend. Oh, shit. Um Everybody came back to my house, and my friend Shannon was just fucking hammered. Was this at the, and the I, party house? Yeah, or when the, I lived on Main the Street. The nice, yeah. nice house. No, no, no. When I lived on Main Street in oh, okay. Kent, the party house. Across from JJ? Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, I was in the other room, and they I were... give a girl a piggyback ride home from that house because she yacked in, like, the living room <laughs> of that place. But, uh, so I wasn't in my room at for the time when they came in, and by the time I got up there, like... My friend Eric's drunk ass. He's like, I had to put Shannon in your bed. And I'm like, why? And he's like, she's fucked up. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Why my bed? And by the time I get in there, there's fucking puke all over my brand new Egyptian cotton fucking bed sheets. Yes. Oh. So I literally, I fucking kicked a hole in the wall. 
because I was so pissed off about it. There was already a little one. You're like Andy Bernard, but you just kicked a hole instead of punching it. Yeah, dude. There was already a fucking like little hole like started, and I just like came down with it because everybody was like, everybody was making fun of me, like, dude, you can't fucking kick that high, Brad. And I'm like, no, bro, I came down with my foot. Dude, that's funny. That's wow, funny. What so about you, pissed. Ralph? What, what's uh, what's your puke story that involves you and then doesn't involve you? Um, the one that doesn't involve me was definitely a female that I was making out with uh, about five or six years ago. Just uh, pulled her head to the side and yacked. That was in the hotel bed, so that was a good one. Um, oh, like after a wedding? Um, it was after a function that I was attending, and that's where we'll leave it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but... But uh, that's the that's number one because that was just hilarious and I just was like ah yeah you're gonna sleep on the other bed now yeah um, that's gross and then probably the worst place I've ever puked is in an UGG boot in a girl's parents' house whose birthday it was that's awesome yeah so well, here oh, I'll give best, you my best Wait, I can one up I, your one there um I've told the UGG boot story on here before haven't I. I don't think so. I don't think so. Go ahead. Yeah. So my best friend Thomas and I, shout out to Tom, one of the big listeners. And before we start this, this is the Living Room Chronicles, folks. Yo. Almost forgot the intro again, but you're not going to pass me. It's okay. I I threw you off. We kind of started up different. We got Spence over there. We've already asked him a few questions. We've got Bradley Bibbin, the new proud owner of a new puppy and um, proud father to a new puppy. Shame on me. But my son. he'll talk. He'll talk about his son a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll later. talk about Nelson later. Yeah. And anyway, back to my story. So Thomas and I are oh at TLRC Pod on Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter and SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, iTunes. and Spotify. Yep. Follow us on there. Share, like, repost, do something to help us out. Rate and folks. subscribe. This is fucking dedication. I know you're listening, so do something about it. We do. Get, we did get a uh, a new review. From who? So, from EJ O'Neill. Okay. This past Tuesday, great podcast. Totally relatable and seriously funny. Just three buddies sharing funny stories of them growing up, life experiences, and how ridiculous news stories. Shouts out, cousin. Great work. Keep it up. Thanks, That's dude. That's my cousin. Oh, nice. Shout out to Spencer's cousin. Thanks, bro. Love it. Love it. What's his name? EJ. EJ. Shout out to EJ. Proud father, two little beautiful baby girls. All right. So don't let the little girls listen to this, please. Yeah, Yeah. please don't. (laughs) um, Please don't let Anna listen to this. But um, so my best friend and Tom and I were getting, this is the first time, mind you, that my sister has ever bought me a drink. I'm 18 now. And we're all going to bar room. You who remembers stinky, musty oh, old bar room? Oh, I remember that night. Room. I was there. With, I was on this bus. Yeah, there's a picture of us all like like right before I yacked in the UGG boot. Really? And I have like stains all over. Can my you just pants say the name? Shit. Whose UGG boot was it? It was Nancy Lestock. <laughs> uh, shout out Nancy, but my neighbor behind me. Nancy <laughs> Lestock. Uh, she. So. How it happened is Tom and I get this bottle of Jack for my sister, which first of all, like, we're 18. What are we doing with straight Jack? But we're 18. So Tom and I basically chugged this entire thing, maybe three quarters of it to our faces. And Kyle is in the car and Kyle's too scared. So he fake drinks and doesn't do it. So Tom and I are downing twice as much as we think we are. Oh, fuck. So we fucking, we get hammered. Like when and you, when of you course, mean Tom's Tom's an out like putting his thumb over the like thing and like he oh, was in okay. the back, so he was just kind of okay. like I don't know if he was he just drinking like, like a coke or whatever. He might have taken like a swig or something of it, but we weren't even mixing this shit. We had to leave oh. for bar room, and we had no idea that if you chugged liquor like that, you'd just die. <laughs> so we fucking uh, do that, and I die, and somehow Tom still makes it to bar room. So I try and get on the. Um, like the party van or the limo and the guy's like no you're way too fucked up like he could tell i was fucked up and we were all underage so he was like no yeah and he basically said no and i had to sit there and wait for my parents to come and i was talking to kelly's mom the girl who hosts the party and still being like blacked out me like still able to hold the conversation and then all of a sudden i have to yak and i start running towards the door and i fall and all that's near me, and I'm gonna yak in the house, is an Ugg boot. So I just took the Ugg boot and puked all uh, in it, dude. What was the reaction? I don't remember the reaction. Oh, I just man. remember sitting on the front steps, like, 
I don't remember the emotions of how head much hung shame. in shame. I don't remember <laughs> the emotions of how much shame I felt, but it was bad. So you didn't even. I don't remember that. That's fucking Did you crazy. did you pay for a new UGG boot? Uh, she texted me about it the next day, and I told her to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was savage. Oh, I hated that chick, dude. Dude, I have my own little barroom story. I remember once when I was nineteen. I went down there when I was like first summer home from college and I uh, I had my fake ID and I tried to go down there and be like all cool about it. You know what I mean? And tried to walk in with it and I was with my, my, my friends, like everything was fine. I've used that idea at state liquor stores before too yeah. and bought and purchased liquor with it. They still had good fakes but, when we were in school. Yeah, but I never got one. I out of out of nowhere, dude, I, I go up to the, the, the bouncer at the, the door. I hand him the ID. He literally just takes it, and he goes, next. And I'm like, I try to walk in, and he, like, smacks me on the chest. And he's like, no. I'm like, what? I'm like, can I get my ID back then? And he's like, that's not your ID. That's a fake. I'm like, that's not a fucking fake. That's my real ID, dude. And I, like, rattled off the address and everything. Yeah. And then he was like, why don't I go get my friend right there? And he's a police officer to yeah. go scan and run your ID in his system. And we'll see if uh, if it comes up real or not. And at that point, I was like, no. all right, okay, I'll see you later. Morning. I was like, yep, it's not yeah. worth it. I was yep. like, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, talk to you later. Yeah, that's <laughs> one I would, if any listeners of ours are under the age of 18 and you or under the age of 21, if you have a fake ID, if a bouncer takes it, just leave. Yeah. Accept defeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't be that fucking idiot. I will say my – I'll tell a quick story. My one friend, Aaron, told me his freshman year of college, he had a fake ID, got fucking hammered one day, was get going getting into all the bars. Finally, the last bar he was trying to get into, wouldn't take it. He tells them, call the fucking cops. He's getting every question right. Cops like, all right. He's like, that's fine. Let me uh, here. I'll put your ID in your wallet. Mm-hmm. And his dumb ass is so drunk, gives him the wallet. And, and the cop finds match, his real doesn't match his ID. Yeah, doesn't match his finds his uh, real ID. Finds his fucking like room key, all that, and he gets fucked. So just saying, if, you're, if the bouncer takes it, just that's a pretty quick thinking cop though. Yeah, yeah. That, fuck that cop. Yeah, fuck that. that that's a smart cop. Smart. Yeah, fuck anyway, that. Cop. Shout out my boy. Aaron. I would have never thought that. But like, yeah, let me get your wallet. I'll put it in there for you. And then he's just like, wait a minute. Here's your real ID, dumbass. Yeah. What do you even say? You got me. Yeah. Whoops. So the saga of my drunken stories continues yet again. This one yeah. didn't really involve so much like the party itself. Like the party was cool. The bachelor party, we went to Austin, Texas. Which I've been to one time before, but really only like went to a couple bars on the strip and got some barbecue. So yeah, with Tommy was a generic Austin, Texas. So let me yeah. let me interview you then on this whole bachelor party um, mm-hmm. travel incident. I want so, to talk about the bachelor party first. first? Okay, then so we can talk about the flight home because that's yeah. where the shit really hit the fan. So when did you guys leave to go get it into Austin? We left Thursday like afternoon, so okay. we got in Austin at like five or six. O'clock. Everybody on the same flight. Yeah, everybody was on the same flight, and I think even after all the bullshit, like I think even our flight there was like delayed, and we had to like sit on the runway and shit. So like Jesus. it was it was shitty on the way there too. Okay, so Airbnb or hotel? Uh, we stayed in Airbnb. It awesome. was pretty fucking sick. It was very sketchy, like driving up to it, and even our Uber drivers like, "Yo, you guys are kind of in the hood." And like we were across the street from a middle school, like close enough to where like you had their like. St- snapchat filter like on your Uh phone so we see this house and it's this little like it doesn't look anything like the pictures and we're like what the fuck and they like we walk around the like gravel path like the airbnb instructions were like go to the gravel path that leads you behind the house that's sketch and we walk back there and there's these two like gorgeous like modern home like townhomes back there like beautifully <laughs> landscaped and shit and then for whatever reason like a old school airstream trailer that was back there too oh yeah so um we couldn't use the trailer but the two houses were ours like the one was a one bedroom and the other one was a three or four bedroom oh Oh, you got both houses yeah so we got the whole thing rented out and then um so the first night we just go get some barbecue real quick waiting for one of the dudes to show up and then the second night we or the second day we go cabrewing like we get in tubes and it was sweet so we we cabrew down this like three four hour like path and like there's like rapids along the way Mm -hmm. and shit like that 
So um, we're having fun, we're drinking, and we're meeting people. And like half the people we meet are from Ohio. It's so funny. You mm-hmm. run into Ohio people everywhere down there. And I feel like it's like that everywhere you go to like bachelor parties. Yeah. But um, just because people from Ohio hate Ohio, probably. The weather we always hate sucks. It. We're just here all the time. Yeah. The weather it's sucks. Like what, what people may come from like to do the, for their bachelor party will do on a own weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I've yeah. been to every bar in Cleveland. I don't mm-hmm. need to go. I don't want to go. Yeah, it's like my dad, my dad keeps saying to me because people keep asking me like, oh, what are you doing for your bachelor party? Like, I don't know yet, but... Uh, like, yeah, my dad's like, what do you guys need to go out of town for? I'm like, because I've been everywhere. I've been yeah. to every strip club in Cleveland, Dad. Mm-hmm. Like, you could go to, like, Pittsburgh or something. It's nah, not... yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are somewhere warm. I don't know. I Or at least with nice weather to enjoy it. I think yeah. I was telling you. Where are you leaning? Where are you leaning? I think I didn't. I don't know if I told you on air last week, but I said, we were, I know we were talking about this. I might tell whoever my best man is, like, give him, like, Oh yeah, three or yeah, four destinations right. that I'd like to go to, and just tell them like plan it all. I don't want to know anything. When's your wedding? We don't know yet. All right, give me <laughs> give me a year. Or okay, two look. To recover. Well, no, no, no. Look, if <laughs> because we might get married this year, if we get married this year at the end of this year, because a lot of fucking venues will give you. You'll be a son of a whore if you make the fucking bachelor party in like October. I'll kill you. No. I was going to do it if because we, we would be like the end of November we would get, do it. I would want to go to the Browns-Denver game in Denver. That would be, be my bachelor party. That would be dope. Go for like the weekend out there. I think that would be pretty cool. Sorry, I broke the one rule. Yeah, of the so don't eat a fucking <laughs> carrot. Kate, shout out to Kate. She's an angel. Made us a fucking meat and cheese plate. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what the fucking fuck good pepperoni, Spence, right? What? Fucking good pepperoni. Good pepperoni. Good but anyway, go back to your story. Or Anyways, go back, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're brewing, and it's like, there's like rapids that they like warn us about and make mm-hmm. us sign a death waiver for, and it, you're just in an inner tube. So the one, like the first set of rapids was the most intense, and I had my feet down because we didn't decide to all tie up to each other, which we 100% should have. We went in like six different little mini groups, like <laughs> of like two floating, or three of you. Yeah, of all floating separately. So is this just a place that you guys go to? You pay a fee and you can get it like a floating cooler tube. Yeah, you and get you a, bring you get a floating BYOB. Cooler, you get two flo- floating coolers, and then like there was ten of us, so we all floated down the river together. Okay. So we took a we took like the place part of the package was they would come and pick you up so the guy came and drove and picked us up oh nice he took and got he got a like let us get beer afterwards too so nice. it was pretty dope because we drank everything on the on like the river so while we were on the river dude we were um we we're getting hammered and these white rotter rafts come up and or white like rapids and I'm I have my feet down still, so the rocks are, like it gets shallow on the rapids, and I just yeah. look back at Jwo and Joe D, and I'm just like, later, dude, and I just fall, bust my ass, like my back still hurts, I bust my ass and like fall out, and I'm the person who has the cooler, so <laughs> my, my mission is a hundred. I'm like running across these rapids, getting fucked up like falling and shit and, like, have you ever I seen got... that pepsi commercial where they're where whitewater revenue's like the cooler dude mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I was the cooler dude i was yeah. that guy and so we're fucking we're scrambling and then everybody's laughing at me Every, like the other guys fall too and kyle's speaker that he had this waterproof speaker falls in the water and when this water waterproof speaker falls in the water uh joe watilla goes and chases after it and he grabs it and they all meet up and then because the speaker was in the water, it mind you, it's waterproof, Joe Dombrowski gets pissed off and just chucks it. Like what? He, he's like pissed off and fucking just chucks it. So I was like I was like, what the fuck? And he, he was getting big time shit for fucking chucking the, the speaker. Because you're floating down a river drinking beer, you want music. Yeah, so why the, would you our just whole mission, a speaker? Well he probably didn't think it was waterproof and it, it wasn't working anymore, so they probably thought it was broken. This is the this Living is Room the Chronicles, Living Chronicles, Chronicles podcast. podcast. And then um, the next day we're supposed to we're going out on the boat. So we rented a pontoon with a driver. We go out on the boat and we tie up on Lake Austin. Like we saw like on the I think it might be a river, but I think it just might all be considered Lake Austin or Lake Travis, one of those things. I don't fucking know. But um, Matthew McConaughey's house was on, like, the water. 
Jesus. But the driver said, I've been doing this a long time, and I've never seen anybody even home at that house. Yeah. So, like, everybody knows it's Matthew McConaughey's, and I think that's why he doesn't go out there, because he's like, I'd get bombarded with people. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. So, um, we tie up in this, like, lagoon, and it's, like, seven or eight feet deep, and it's, like, perfect, dude. It was, like, 90 degrees out, and, like, nothing but sun, and then a sick breeze rolling through so what these captains do is they take two like rows of pontoons that stretch all the way across the lake and like make them face each other and then it's just like a like a run that you can like float in between all these boats and you're like oh that's sick yeah it was sweet and then all the boats had these lily pads like that's what boat rental places do now they just have these big floating mats that you like in more shallow water you can play beer pong on them but on this it was just to kind of hang out yeah so i just posted up on that the whole day like one uh, the one dude eddie got too drunk and he like yacked over the side of the boat oh (laughs) like But we took a picture right after he yacked over the side of the boat. And then we all go home after that, and we get some Tex-Mex later that night. Then we went out on Rainy Street that night, which is, like, in Austin, there's two cool places to go. There's, like, there's 6th Street, which has, like, West 6th and Dirty 6th, which is the east side of the street. Dirty 6th is where, like, we all those street performers were at. There was this dude getting in and out of this suitcase that was blowing our minds all night. (laughs) <laughs> and then like all of us, I saw all snaps of us Snapchat, of that. Snapchatted that guy. Dude, I wanted to message you and just be like, just go flip the suitcase over when he gets in. <laughs> I wanted to go give him money, dude. Or just start rolling away with him while yeah. he's in the suitcase. But um then then there's Rainy Street and Rainy Street's like basically house bars. They're like imagine like a cabin with a with like a patio as a bar. And like all of these houses are like that. There's one with like a a slide on it like there's a few that are like kind of like speakeasies like but all of them the main thing is they all have like a covered part and an uncovered part because it's austin texas uh-huh it's austin yeah that's how texas. houston was when i yeah. was down there so everything was pretty reasonable like throughout the entire trip like the next day we all just hang out and go out and grab a few drinks and get ready to fly home so little did i know those drinks would come back to haunt me later that day this is the Living this is Room the Living Chronicles, Room Chronicles podcast. podcast. So I I thought I was going to be drunk sleeping on a plane at 7 o'clock, and the day did not pan out like that. So we leave, and this is where the fucking fun begins. So strap your fucking nutsacks to your butt cracks right now. This is where the fun begins. We think that our flight is... In, notice I said think. We think that our flight is supposed to fly out of Austin at like 5.30. So we get to the airport at like 2, get through security just fine, get over to our flight. They tell us the flight's delayed. And this is the first American Airlines flight. So we're like, oh, fuck. Like, okay. Like, and then we hit J-Wo up. Like, we got, someone got this bright idea to hit J-Wo up because he had a similar flight just like two hours later at a different part of the airport. So we all, like, miraculously, all of us get onto J-Wo's flight. So like $20 a pop, like cheapo air frontier. Probably find standby. Yeah. So they got, they got a seven standby tickets. Thinking about that, we got so lucky with that flight. So anyway, they, um, seven standby tickets. Yeah. They should have played the damn lottery. We, then this is when my hangover starts to kick in. So we like, we get it. It's like 105 degrees on Sunday there. And we're getting an Uber over to the other hope to the other, like, the terminal where Frontier's at is brand new, and it's only, like, a two-plane terminal. So it's super small. And, but it's cool. They have, like, a little, like, taco bar there that's outside, like a food truck that you can go out and hang out at. And it's dope. Like, they have a little kiosk. It's cool. And um, turned out it wasn't really that cool as the night went on because we um, – our Frontier flight was at 730 they tell us like we get through security and we're waiting in line they tell us the 730 flights delayed and we're like okay and then they tell us that it's gonna go at 9 30 and i'm really starting to fucking lose my mind at this point because i'm so hungover like my sick to my stomach i get really pukey when i'm that hungover after a couple day bender 
there's already way too many people in this airport because all the flights were delayed. So imagine 400 people stuck in a two-terminal airport. Oh, my God. That's and terrible. Oh, God. So we're all hanging out, and there's nowhere you can go to like talk to anybody on the phone. It's raining outside. You can't go sit outside on that patio. And they all ate tacos. Like We ate basically all the food and got all the water from the kiosk that was there. Like There was still beer and alcohol, but I couldn't even look at it. <laughs> I'm going back and forth from the like bathroom to our seats the bathroom to our seats and at first we're just sitting on the floor like one flight to pittsburgh eventually takes off so there was like a little bit of at first it was butt to wiener in the whole place and i would have been i would probably would have killed somebody but they, <laughs> oh that's the worst <laughs> oh my so god dude out of, so i would have been freaking so out when it's butts to wieners before this pittsburgh flight takes off which i hope those people made it home alive because they flew like right out of a tornado and so it's like outside the sky is yellow at this point like the sun's about to go down but the sky is bright yellow like we see this um stair because it's one of the airports where you walk out instead of having like a like a terminal or whatever like you walk out to the airport board okay and the ladders that get you up to the plane one of them just went thrown got thrown by the wind down the fucking runway and this, you just see this truck take off after it. <laughs> and we're like, oh, fuck, this ain't good. So we're like, dude, there's no way our flight's going to leave at 930. So at this point, I just have my headphones in. I'm super anxious because I was supposed to be back home. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, dude, I'm not going to make it. And then I'm also thinking, like, dude, I'm going to puke in this airport. So we um, we hear that our 930 flight gets delayed. And then at that point, they finally open up the, like, baggage area of the airport. So there's people sprawled over every inch and corner of this place. And I kind of get my shit together and, like, because there was, like, an air-conditioned bathroom on that side that was, like, super cool. And I, like, just went and sat in there and, like, had I would have. Like, splashed oh, yeah, some water dude. in my face and got a drink. And I, I would have sat, sat on the toilet the entire time. Oh, yeah. God. I would have put I my computer on my you. lap. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. And so we... uh then we hear that our 9.30 flight gets delayed, and now we're supposed to leave at 11.30, and they make all of us go back into the side of the terminal we were first in. So it's starting to get stuffy in there. The power goes out, like, once or twice, so it's super hot. Like, the air conditioning can't keep up. Like, when the first time the power was out, it was out for, like, 20 minutes. We were like, dude, we're about to sit, have to sit here in the fucking dark. I would have just taken my shirt off, my clothes off. <laughs> so Just get in your underwear. Been naked, yeah. I'm this is how I feel comfortable, okay? So between the 9.30 and 11.30, I eat. I try and eat some food, and I, like, sit outside and try and talk my stomach off the ledge, and I'm just sitting there. And, dude, I fucking eventually, when they told us that our 11.30 flight had gotten canceled at, like, probably, like, 10.45, I went into the bathroom, like, as they were announcing it, like, yacked up all my food, like, finally puked. And I was so terrified because it was such a tiny bathroom. So that's up there with, like, the nastiest places I've puked. So um, now our flight's canceled. We have to figure out what we're going to do. And at this point, we're all so hungover and, like, pissed off that we don't know what to do. And your first instinct is to start looking for a flight yourself. Like, in th- some of the apps and some airlines, definitely not Frontier, will see say, like, hey, book this next flight for free on us. Like, here's your next flight. We sat at the airport, like the small one, for probably two hours until like 1230, 1 o'clock to try and just find flights home. And we're all just getting real desperate at this point and thinking about what we're going to do. Like you'll pay any dollar amount at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And we're all about to pull the trigger, but cooler heads prevailed. And they were like, all right, let's go talk to American Airlines and see like what we should do about this. And so American Airlines, we had canceled our flight with them earlier. So I have no idea how we pulled this off. I wasn't even talking to the people because Kyle booked all our tickets. So he was kind of like manning up the trying to get. And he also felt the best somehow. The groom was the in the best shape out of everybody. And so probably because he has self-control, unlike me. <laughs> but he. Um, At least you admit it. He was talking to the like American Airlines employee until like one thirty in the morning. And at this point I had given up, like a few of the guys had decided that they were going to fly into Detroit that morning, like the next morning. And then, uh, that was junior to have his dad come pick him up. So that's what they did. Junior and Jody did that. Yeah. That's and what then the, me. the rest of us, we accepted American Airlines, like consolation prize of like a flight on Tuesday 
out at one o'clock and gets us back into Cleveland at like eight o'clock on Tuesday. So we're like, all right, cool. I can like a layover that. and then you get yeah, in. Yeah, layover and then we get home. So I'm like, all right, I can deal with that. So we jump, like we then have to book a hotel for the night. So we're scrambling and I eventually just give the dude who worked for the Hilton my credit card who was with us. And I was like, dude, just get us a room, man. I don't fucking care. And so I get me, Tom and Kyle a room and we stay there super miserable, like two, three dudes super hungover in a hotel room. And then the next day, um, I wake up and I was supposed to be home. So I had to start working and I was working all day long and we, um, we ended up having to get kicked out that day because they ran out of rooms. And when they ran out of rooms, we were like, all right, what are we going to do now? So we went, got an Uber to another hotel in downtown Austin. And then we booked that room after that, after we spent the whole day at the new hotel, we went out, we got like bird scooters and like hung out that night. And then we had one more night to make it to our flight. This was Monday that we're out. Like, Jesus between Christ. These, this is miserable. Sun- Sunday night we stayed in like the Hilton you said. Yeah. The Hilton. And then the next day we stayed at like the double tree downtown in downtown, uh, in downtown Austin. So Tuesday, one o'clock rolls around. We're at the airport. We had gotten through security just fine. And everything's all good. We get on the plane at 1 o'clock. And this is an American Airlines flight. We're ironically at the same gate that our original flight was at. We fly into Charlotte's airport. And I as love soon Charlotte's as we airport. Touchdown, yeah, they have like trees in there and shit. It's dope. And as soon as it touches down in Charlotte, we get notifications as soon as our phones hook up that our flight's canceled from Charlotte. And at this point, oh I'm, my I'm God. raging. Dude. Why did this one get canceled? I cut through everyone in the fucking airplane and run past all of my friends who were on the plane with me and run all the way to the gate that we're supposed to be at. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, cause my boarding pass was still showing and they're like, no, it's canceled. Like you have to go to B8 to go to the range booking booth. And so we go and I'm like, literally what ended up happening is we were arguing with customer service. They're trying to tell us that, that we need to stay another night and fly out. So fuck American Airlines, dude. Wait, so how, why fuck did you. the, why did the flight from Charlotte to Cleveland? They get said maintenance, dude. Yeah. They dude, American Airlines, oh. dude, there is like a bunch of blackout issues because actually last night on the news there was like a story about a school that was based in oklahoma they american airlines stranded 50 students on their school field trip on the way to dc until delta came in and gave them a private flight yeah dude. so like there was issues all over the country with american airlines this past weekend so it wasn't just in texas and in uh north so carolina fuck american airlines yeah. you owe me like thirty thousand sky miles but i will say that they paid for our the next flight that we rebooked and they should have they, paid for your hotel in they, Austin. The only thing that they didn't pay for was our hotel because that was due to weather. So they were like, we can't control the weather. Like it's not our fault. You guys missed this flight. Like, and they offered us a Tuesday flight at the airport, but we were just refusing to stay till Tuesday at that point. And we'd rather fly American than fucking front. And the worst part is, is it was now Tuesday that you were going to be getting mm-hmm. on your flight. Yep. So, but at that point it was one thirty in the morning at the fucking airport when we rescheduled. And I was just so happy. We got a free flight. Yeah. I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, let's just go and stay another day. And we'll be I fine. love Charlotte though. At so I really point. do like Charlotte. So what happens in Charlotte is, so this is Tuesday and it's like five o'clock at this point. I've been out of work two days longer than I should have. You guys both know that if I miss work, it's like a nightmare for me. I feel like I'm losing my mind. And so people are hitting me up. I'm blowing people off. And I'm so mad at this point. I'm like, dude, I just need to get home. I'm so fucking mad. So we go to the rebooking booth. And I pretty much I took pictures of every single flight that was landing somewhere near um, Cleveland that night. Because I'm like, dude, I'm not staying in Charlotte. I'm not getting a hotel. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not staying in Charlotte. Like, fuck that. So we all refused to stay in Charlotte. And we got a flight into Pittsburgh. And we took the flight into Pittsburgh. And we tried to get a rental car. They said there was no rental car. So Real Ralph had to come pick us up from the fucking Pittsburgh airport. How are there no rental cars? Dude, no rental cars in a whole fucking airport? Yeah, that's what they said to me. They said they were booked. But then Tom later said that the lady, like someone 
got one when we were there. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. I mean, well, so hey, they had I mean, a reservation. At least, it was, at least it was in Pittsburgh where it only takes like an hour and a half max yeah. to get there from us. And then after that, dude, we, um, after real like, Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> real that. Ralph had to come pick us up. And then we get to the Pittsburgh airport and these fuckers lost our luggage. They put our luggage on the long on the wrong luggage return and had us waiting at the wrong one the entire time. Oh, okay. So it was, oh, in, so it was, so it was in at the airport. airport, but it was yeah, just but it was just oh, cuz I saw your snap and I did for an extra hour for an extra hour we were just waiting at baggage claim. Dude, I saw your snap and I wasn't going to text you cuz I knew you were going to be so pissed at that point. Dude, it was so bad. Oh, I I'd be furious. I know the feel like the worst my worst Airport experience is that, like, after one of the crews I had with the boys, the one Tom went on with us, uh, we had a layover in St. Louis that was only supposed to be, like, an hour and a half, and it ended up being, like, five hours. That sucked, but... Yeah. I mean, Dude, I've only I would, had layovers. I, I never I had fuck any. with a layover when you just know the flight's going to get there. It's just later. I'm like, cool. Yeah. But, but it's it was annoying for me. Like, I was in Italy at Michelangelo International, and, like, I was coming home, and they were like, oh, your flight's delayed seven hours off the rip. I already knew I was going to be in that airport for an additional seven hours. And you're probably, like, just tired at that point. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Hung over. Like, and that's what killed me the most. Like, we barely slept. Even in the hotel, like, when we got the hotel, I couldn't sleep. My stomach hurt so bad. And you're in a room with your two best friends. Well, you're just fucking around the The worst time. part about it is, is, like, when you're hungover and you just kind of want food and just to chill out and do nothing, it's like, you know, you got to make do with what you have around you. And if what you have around you already is going to upset your stomach, being that it's tacos and Tex-Mex in an airport, nonetheless, yeah. that's just literally... The combination for the ultimate shitstorm. I haven't found to I quote haven't found Mikey. a solution to my, when my stomach's hurt like that. After I think it's just like alcohol poisoning, basically. This is the this Living is Room the Chronicles, Living Chronicles, Chronicles podcast. podcast. All right, so enough about that fucking bachelor party. Fuck American Airlines. Don't fly on small, small. And this, this fucking happened to me at the last fucking bachelor party. I had to stay in a hotel and fucking with American Airlines. So eat a dick, American Airlines. This is the this Living is Room the Living Chronicles, Room Chronicles podcast. podcast. But if you're not puking at the bar, did you really have fun? <laughs> Let's be real. I feel like we we we're the worst people to talk about when it comes to like drinking responsible. Yeah. We like I mean, every time every me. week we talk, it's like, yeah, dude, I was so fucked there's up. There's just something <laughs> about it. Like when I'm around like the guy, group of guys I was around this this like there's no me chilling out. There's on there's no yeah. me only having a couple drinks. I'm like, no, dude, that's not vacations happening. with no, that's the boys how are fucking. Yeah, dude, every cruise I went on with the boys has been a ten day bender. It is drinking from the time we get up after breakfast till we go till we pass out that night. Yeah, like, like sleeping five, six, seven hours a night. Doing it when and I, doing it all yeah, over the next. When day. I was just at the beach this past weekend, I mean, there was yeah. nine of us in this one house, and I mean, my buddy Chuck, he doesn't drink anymore, but. Yeah. I mean, I would start drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning. Dude, and I have so much respect for guys who just will hang out and won't drink and still have yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah and, I do yeah. too. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, I just get so irritated but, around drunk people when but I'm But the dope drunk. part, I was going to say, the dope part about it, though, is it's like he'll stand there. He'll, he'll You know what I mean? He'll yeah. he'll be there. He'll, he'll like, talk, engage, and everything. It's not weird. Yeah, like yeah. It's like one of the things where he gets, yeah, almost, like, drunk around because of the environment or mm-hmm. whatever. But so, like, even then, like, I mean, we're, we're drinking. We're shotgun and mick ultra is at 6 30 in the morning and then you know you don't even realize how much how little you eat and you know you look back and you're like wait oh i i went out and shit wait what did i eat and then like i'm like realizing that fuck all i did was drink alcohol i didn't even drink water when Mm -hmm. i was at the beach i was just chugging beer yeah i i ate pretty well it's just everything just caught up to me because i didn't sleep or nap during the entire thing i just would go hard the whole day that way i could fall i didn't want to be the guy up to like 6 a.m like just in a zone like because i napped for four hours so yeah. i just stayed up that's the one thing i've noticed with me recently it's been harder to wake up from naps yeah. so it's like i've been more hesitant to want to take a nap mm-hmm. because it's like i'll set an alarm for two hours and i won't try and sleep over thing or over two hours but i'll i'll wake up and just oh, be like dude, i don't fucking nap bitch. anymore like I'll come home from work and like I'll be all right for a little while, but I'll be on the couch and I'll just I'll like feel it coming and I'll get up and start moving because 
if I nap, I'm like you, dude. I'm gonna nap for yeah. a while, and then I'm, I'm a Snorlax. Yeah. I don't want to get up. Yeah, and then I'm gonna yeah. fucking I'm gonna be when I'm feeling good during all the day. Night. I can hit like a 20 minute nap, but I gotta get caffeine after it. Yeah, like I feel refreshed, but I'm like, oh, I gotta restart my whole life right now. So, how do we want to end this thing, boys? Do we want to do a question game? Do well, we want to? I I thought we could. I mean, tonight's game. Tonight's game six. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, we can kind of close it out because tonight the Warriors. Oh, first off, I want to say, first off, you Toronto fans are fucking classless. Just shut, like no 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 like no, Bibbin, shut your goddamn mouth. Because Bibin, if the same yeah. thing happened in Cleveland, your ass would be down there rooting and tooting and hollering and everything. If this was last year when we were in the finals, literally five seconds after that, they were chanting his name because I, they realized they fucked up. Well, yeah, good. Well, I didn't. I didn't. You watch didn't know that, did you? I didn't Bibin? watch the game. I just saw the clip where they were it's all fucking so, doing that. So, like, most, I did see Kyle Lowry and them telling everybody. They told everybody, him to calm the yeah. fuck down. Yeah. So, but I mean, I commend that. But I will say, fuck Boston for fucking booing when when St. Louis was getting the the Stanley Cup presented to them last night. Well, we booed when the Warriors did in Cleveland. When they won on our floor, oh, fuck both Boston. times. Fuck Boston, anyways. Congrats to the St. Louis Blues. You are the biggest hypocrite tonight, right now. I wasn't dude. being a hypocrite on the first part, but <laughs> the second part, I would probably a fucking boo. You make but me sick. No, actually, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been in the arena still to boo. I would have fucking left. Yeah, but if you were there, you would have booed. But why? I'm but not, I'm anyway, not gonna, I'm not the type of person that's gonna fucking sit there and watch the other team get their fucking. It trophy. bothers me so much that like you're pretending to care about this, like yeah. be surprised by it, like oh you're oh, surprised that drunken Toronto fans who are about to win their first championship. No, fucking, I think they're done. Don't fucking say that. They're done. It's definitely going game seven. There's no way they're winning tonight. No, Oracle. dude, game six Clay's coming out tonight. I'm calling it right they're, now. They're they're we're done. recording this. They this is up, Thursday night at eight. I watched the highlights. They were up. Six, three minutes left. Coach called the timeout. Fucked the momentum up. They were golden up until then, and he fucked it all up for them. Okay, it don't matter because the Warriors were also up 14 in that game earlier. I understand that, but they were in cruise control winning that game, dude. What? Warriors still have to win two straight games without their best player, dude. And Steph has shown time in and time out when he has to be the man. When it's just him and Clay, he can only do it once. He does it once, and he's like a little think, baby that needs a nap the next. I game. think that they they needed to kill him in Game Five, and they Hell couldn't yeah, they do it. They needed to kill him in Game Five, but it's one of the best teams that's ever played. The I game, understand man. that, and that's why I'm it's not saying just fucking fold. That, and that's exactly Toronto my point. Folded. They're not Toronto choked. Exactly, happened, they choked, and they were playing super. Frantic. It's going the to was too big that for him. calling that timeout is going to be in. So what's, you're calling what's Warriors Toronto's? in seven. Yes, Warriors in seven, yes. No. This is the Living Room Chronicles podcast. podcast. But what do you guys think about that whole report of the doctor saying, like, we didn't think that, or we told him that he wasn't going to be able to injure it, get any worse, worse essentially? Yeah. Do you I think they for the coach afterwards who was, like, apologizing for it because they did clear him to play. Do you think that they, like... You know what I like, will say, though, is I saw them in the fucking tunnel breakdancing before the fucking game. Like, yeah. dude, your, your calf's not 100%. Maybe you shouldn't have been doing that before the fucking game. Yeah, but at the same time, if he was confident enough to do that, then... I mean, he, he it was on just a regular spin. He was just ultimately to spin it's on out. the player. And just now that this happened, it's just gonna it solidifies what Clay, what uh, not Clay, Kawhi did last year, mm-hmm. where everyone's saying, "Oh, he's medically cleared. Why isn't he playing?" Because he didn't feel right. He didn't right. trust the he didn't the trust doctors. it. And look what he's done this year. He's led the well, fucking Raptors to the fucking finals. My whole gripe is the fact that in the post game press conference they were like yeah we need kd you know all those reports that were saying we're better off without him blah 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 i'm like dude those came straight from your locker room yeah. like they were saying mm-hmm. that inside the warriors locker room they were starting to question his heart and question his everything so yeah. it's like now are you guys just trying to save face so he resigns in the bay area or are it's you after guys after the guy tears his achilles you're going to lighten up yeah, yeah like steph and andre Iguodala walked him back and everyone's mm-hmm. like losing their shit over that like oh i've never seen a starter do that before i'm like dude they probably felt guilty because mm-hmm. they were like yo we need you to come back yeah, to win yeah he came back yeah. too early I, but like i said ultimately it's on kd like if he would like you said if he felt confident enough to be dancing then he felt confident enough to be playing but he yeah. should have taken a out. step back yeah, and but thought it, about it i mean so, the first major 
major injury to a superstar player that we've seen in a really long time. Yeah, I just like to play devil's advocate with it because even yeah, if sure. even if the player does is like, oh yeah, man, I'll go out and play. You don't know if in his head he feels a hundred percent or if he's just being motivated by everyone around him because he's like, shit, they do need me down three one. I am the thing that can bring a championship yeah. back. I mean, that's the yeah, you know I guess. I mean? you're doing it for the so, glory and exactly. the legend at that point. I don't blame just, I don't blame KD at all. Anyone in his position would have done I mean, it. That's what he said. No, he's I'm like, not saying I wouldn't like, have I just done love it. Love yeah. basketball, and I yeah. was trying to like I wasn't trying to see my team. What he should have said is like I wasn't trying to see my team lose. And just get blown out four one. So yeah. like, I was trying to help. Yeah, because and he then, did. He gave him three for three from three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was perfect. And yeah, the thing, that's the last uh, notification I got before I went to bed that night. Yeah, yeah. The, I haven't watched any of these series. The worst part wow. about the finals though is like now with Steph. Uh, well, he's fine, but Clay with that injury, with Looney being out, with mm-hmm. KD being out, everyone in like the uh, Raptors fans are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we won, we won," and all the Warriors fans are gonna be like, "Dude, we were injured." Yeah, but welcome to and the Cavs. But that's but that's what I was getting to. Kyrie it's a broke his leg. It's annoying because when we yeah. when the Cavs tried to make that argument with LeBron, mm-hmm. it's oh, but you guys have LeBron. Oh, but that's bullshit. You guys are just making excuses because you guys well, got like swept. I said essentially, last week, how how uh, everybody after game one was putting up the fucking memes of LeBron playing the violin, saying because oh, Steph doesn't have any help when he scored forty six and nine or whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. It is what it is, dude. Fuck the Warriors. Bibbing your bitch for being a Warriors fan. I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm just trying to be realistic. You're they're a, a good fucking... T- you right said now, they're one of the best you. teams we have ever watched, ever. Yeah, but you're fucking defending them, and I don't like it. Yeah, saying they're a good team to watch or one of the best teams to ever play is different than defending them. I'm keeping it real. So is Ralph, though. I keeps it real. You should be rooting for Toronto as a Cleveland fan. Believe me, I want Toronto to win tonight. I would love to see Toronto celebrating yeah. an Oracle. I just don't think it's going to happen. As soon as they that place it. is going to be fucking it's, Every electric. time Steph rolls off a screen at the top of the key and it goes in, I'm like, all right, here's a run. They are <laughs> going to be hanging from the rafters in Oracle tonight. You, th- you really think so? What, that they're going to win? Yeah, in Oracle? H- who, Toronto? Yeah. I would, like I no I said I would I was about love, to say I thought you just said No, I said I would love to see it. I would love to see fucking Toronto celebrate Oracle, but I just don't think that it's going to happen. With KD being out and and everything that went on, they're going to be fucking focused and ready to go and that that place is going to be going nuts. I think if Clay Thompson this is going to be a bull prediction. I think if Clay Thompson doesn't have 20 points by the end of the first half, they're going to lose. Oh yeah, Steph and Clay I think are going to be on their shit tonight, dude. Game 6 Clay. Kerr's going to Kerr, Steve Kerr. Game six is the one he went off on KD and Russ when they were in OKC. Yeah. Steve Kerr is too good of a coach, too. And a lot of people don't give him enough credit. Like, they have, he's got really good players, but he manages them well. I don't, I, I don't know. I could argue about that. I'd say he surrounds himself with top-level NBA he assistants. Sur- he surrounds himself with Mike Brown. And, and dude, that was the LeBron move. He had Mike Brown, yeah. Luke Walton. He had he has he has Lionel Hollins. He has top people who have taken teams deep into playoff runs. Before. Oh, he's smart. He gives he offers yeah, jobs to coaches that have fucking no. Just I'm, I'm not for bullshit I'm, reasons. I'm not yeah. saying he's not smart. I'm just saying that you can't necessarily get say that this man is a top level coach or one of the best coaches ever. If he, I didn't say he was the best coach ever. I'm just saying people don't give him the credit. Most people just give the players what, what, the credit. But what credit? Uh, I like I said, I think he manages deserve, the team well. Yeah, he deserves At the credit. end of the day, yeah, he can surround himself with great coaches and stuff, but it's his decision. I love how Ralph is just like straight cocky, prima donna fucks on that team, and Bibbins over here. Steve like, Kerr is he a just makes the right decisions. Fuck. He does. He makes good decisions. He's cocky as fuck. No, I'm saying no. he does a good job yeah. managing the prima donnas on that fucking oh, team. Oh, absolutely. Yes, Whenever, he does. That's like, what I said. Almost, they almost imploded in uh, – in, like in this last game, and I'm surprised they didn't because the one way to beat them is to get in their heads, and they they all start shaking their head at the ref, and their all their body language goes bad, and Steph's mouthpiece is hanging out extra far. It's like, bro, you're a grown ass man. Quit being a whiny ass bitch. Like Draymond Green literally said, he stopped being a bitch because his kid was starting to be a bitch. But he like, resorted back to being a bitch yep, last game. As soon as it goes bad for him, they think they're gonna lose, dude. They turn into the biggest bitches in the world. Every no, Draymond Green had a over and back and tried to argue it. 
Like, dude, you stepped on the backcourt, and you know you did. <laughs> like, Probably argue. Dude, you tipped the ball. You tipped the ball. Yeah, dude. I could. I don't know how Steve Kerr manages all those egos. That's like Freddie Kitchens better take some notes from Steve Kerr. Yeah, what was that today? I saw that the fucking veterans aren't happy with Baker. Really? Because he said something about Bleacher Report says uh, several Browns veteran veterans approached Mayfield to register their displeasure about criticizing Duke Johnson. Oh, probably just how he said. Well, like, yeah, he doesn't really get the contract side of things, but I doubt that. Like, maybe they like tried to like ease the relationship because Baker's like a super like abrasive person. If you piss him off, it's either yeah. you're with us or against us. So, I fuck with that mentality. I, I guarantee love it. Baker was like, yeah, fuck yeah. off, dude. Well, I'm pretty sure what he said was he's like, well, if he wants to be here, he wants to be here. If not, then let's let's get him. Then not then he doesn't or some shit like that. But I don't know. Enough about the Browns. I'm like I said, it's still baseball season. I'm excited about the Browns, but let's go Tribe. Playing good, man. Their fucking rookies are starting to come around. Bowers, Liplo, and I Mercado. I be as optimistic as you, Bibbs. Dude, and their pitching, their pitching starting to get back. They're about to get Clevenger back on Monday. When? <laughs> So. Oh, yesterday was yeah. They got they did get their ass kicked yesterday. But they this home stand they went fucking uh six and three, better than what they have been. They won two series against the Yankees and the fucking uh Twins yeah. who lead our division. So they're dude they're they're not out of it. There's a lot of baseball left to be played. I mean, I hope they play well. That it was fun as hell when they went seven games deep. Dude, if they if these if their pitching can get healthy. And uh, it's a big if. Well, I mean, so these young guys have been pitching I mean, pretty Kruber good. Ain't coming back, so no Carrasco. What's cool? What, Carrasco what's cool is, is not coming get back. Klub- Kluber oh. will be back. This Carrasco is the has blood condition right now. What the fuck? They yeah. think he has leukemia. I think. Yeah, that's what I heard. Which oh, is shit. terrible. That's yeah. not good. So, but so thoughts and prayers with that. All right, on that. Note. Yeah, but anyways, let's. But uh, yeah, let's go try, man. All right, so that was the living room today, folks. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at TLRCPod, SoundCloud. Give us a listen. SoundCloud's our favorite platform right now, I think. Yeah, it's our most Amongst the people. Really? So if there's anything you want us to talk about or if there's any guests you want to have on, we're going to try and have a guest guest next week. So if anybody wants to uh, send a vote our way, just let us know. Love you guys. All right, bye, everybody. This is the Living Room Chronicles Podcast. Podcast. Dude, and I wrote my own version of the speech that flight attendants give before flights because I think they're the dumbest thing in the world. So on the last flight, I just wrote this down and I'm like, I imagine like like Dave Chappelle giving this speech. And I was like, all right, here's all you need to know about the pre-flight instructions. If this here seatbelt light is on, Sit the fuck down. The seatbelt's not really going to save you if we crash. We just want you to sit the fuck down. Um, It's hot. Close your fucking window till we're in the air because it's hot. If you're in an exit row and the plane starts to go down, open the door and jump out. There isn't a parachute, but uh, your seat does float. So if you want to take that with you, there's a slide going down. Just know we need you to help in case we live. If the oxygen mask comes down, let the other motherfuckers take care of themselves and don't fucking worry about it until you have your own on. And if anything happens to this tin can while we're flying in the air, we're all dead, so just chill. And sixth, the only bad movie Samuel L. Jackson ever made was Snakes on a Plane, so no, there's not any fucking snakes. <laughs> That's pretty good. That, was, that is pretty good. You'd be a good flight attendant. Yeah. yeah, dude. And then it would be funny if you just ended it and be like, so if everyone can just calm the fuck down and comply, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. (laughs) awesome.